Hey, how you doing? This is uh, Cross Chris Collins. This is Coach Mark Jeffries, Mr. GGT. And welcome to About That Life Podcast, um, where we talk AAU basketball and just life in general. Um, again, for those who've been supporting, really appreciate it, because believe me, I'm on pop bean and I'm peeping uh, how you guys are really supporting us. And, you know, I know <laughs> me and me and Mark out here sharing it on social media all the time and any kind of words of support help us. Again, we have our Instagram uh, which is uh, about that life podcast. Uh, we also have our YouTube channel, um, which is about that life po- uh, about that life podcast. So uh, please hit uh, like, share, and follow. Because again, like I said, uh, easy click for you is a big deal for us. So um, please keep helping us with that. Uh, today's topics um, we have a guest, but let me get to that in a sec. Um, today's topics we're going to touch on kind of AAU uh, programs and guys kind of outgrowing them. Um, we're also going to talk about the NBA, right? Because that's some exciting stuff starting back up. So we definitely want to get into that and um, just talk about some stories and things going on this weekend. Obviously, we got to talk about COVID because that's relevant. That's always relevant, unfortunately. It's probably going to be like that for a while and how we're trying to navigate and adjust all that. But first, uh, let's introduce our guest. Um, he is our first player, male player guest because, you know, Jada was here uh, last episode. Um, seems like a good kid. I, I've just currently kind of gotten to know him and meet him. Uh, Mark has a stronger relationship with him than myself. Um, his name is Myron Amy. Uh, he is a kid from uh, Vacaville High School. Uh, let me give you guys a rundown of his stats and kind of his background, and obviously he'll talk more about it. Um, he played for Team Rampage and Cali, uh, Cali Stars, right? Yeah. Right. Cali Stars AAU. Uh, been playing AAU since the third grade. Uh, currently, right now, he just graduated high school. Just graduated from Vacaville High. Um, he made first team All League, uh, junior and senior year. Um, also, um, his high school made it to the playoffs. Right. Made it yeah, to the playoffs this past year. year. Yep. Senior year. So that's a good accomplishment. As far as his stats, right? Uh, he averaged twenty-seven per game, about four assists, five rebounds, two steals. And keep in mind, this kid uh, was unranked, right? And mm-hmm. that's probably due like like what what division is your high school? Do you know D two D two? Okay, so could be maybe because there's other powerhouse high schools. Could be yeah. location. I mean, that matters. So in case, yeah. so you know, for the parents who listen in, for the people who watching, uh, let me make it clear. You know, your high school decision matters. You know, your yeah. location, the the history. Um, I know a lot of people feel nowadays high schools becoming more and more obsolete, yeah. um, but that's not actually the case. High school still has validity, and um, where you go matters. So be smart, be strategic in that, and, and, and learn from his example. Um, he's uh, Myra, um, Myron's about to attend uh, Scotland campus, right? College prep. Yeah, that's going to be the next step for him. Obviously, assuming there's basketball seasons and stuff yeah. and COVID isn't mm-hmm. you know ruined everything um but without uh, further ado let's uh introduce our guy Myron <laughs> let's get it let's get it how you feeling man I'm good I'm good just okay. glad to get inside and cool off yeah yeah <laughs> hot outside yeah, yeah. things like 104 today yeah <laughs> getting hotter every day yeah for real um so let's uh, you know let's let's talk about your journey kid um a, your AAU life, you know, your AAU life, your experiences, you know, g- give me a rundown of that. Uh, started AAU, third grade, uh, 
we became an AAU team. We started as an all-star team from our uh, local city, Fairfield. And then from that all-star team, we created an AAU team because we start with the chemistry and how we dominate the other teams. So um, played with them my, a majority of my life from third grade until junior year in high school. And, uh, I mean, that life, that was just – I played up a lot, so like a grade or two. So at the time, that's how really I got better was playing – up and meeting new and experiencing new uh, talent here and there because we traveled a lot. And so um, we weren't a big time team, but, you know, we we competed every tournament. So that's how I um, really became a player where it was I was just really competing and just put everything on the court, but not had not had the skill set really yet. And the ta- I had the talent. But when I came to Rampage, um, that was just more of, you know, a serious, like, we trying to get to the next level where each tournament we went to, there's a college coach here and there. And I'm not even at the peak of my, you know, peak of what I can do yet. And then there's still coaches, you know, from these tournaments that, you know, get into contact with me, wanted me to, you know, stay in touch with them, go to open gyms with them. And so I, I honestly wish, uh, you know, I, I had – I hit Bracy or Bracy hit me sooner. Shout out to Bracy. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Bracy. Bracy, Brandon yeah. Bracy. Yep, uh, sooner in my high school career, so I can compete with the guys that they had in the program, and as well get exposed to the big teams where we played, and the, uh, just the environment we had, and and uh, just it was like a family thing. And that one year, you know, we built chemistry like we we were together for you know two to three years, and. So that was really fun, but I think everything was just timing because it was the that was the right time where I made that move, where um, I was ready for that moment. So yeah, shout out to Bracy too. Nice. All right, sounds good. I mean, um, how how you know with COVID and everything going on mm-hmm. right now and gyms being shut down, mm-hmm. how have you kind of navigated that? Uh, it 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 uh it sucked because we um we were looking for a big AAU season because I was since I'm going prep, I was able to do. You know, go this one more year, and we were looking forward to uh, getting bigger, better tournaments this year because of last year, with the noise we made. Um, and with it not, with COVID happening, it, it's just like mm, it, you got to find some way to, you know, to, to make something out of it. So I mean, COVID, I used it as a positive. You know, I don't even think of the negative out of it because ever since we got out of school, I mean, nonstop, I mean six days a week. I'm, you know, at it going four times a day even more sometimes just going at it working as much as I can because I know some people out there who when it happened they they just waiting for a gym to open well I got a ball and a, a hoop at my backyard or at a park so I'm gonna do what I can, can to make the most of it so when everything does come back I'm ahead of the kids who were sitting down and not doing nothing yeah so that's how I took it as a positive and really and just studied the game a lot because when the times I do sit down and rest you know study the game good you know look at Look at guys who uh who you who you feel you you follow and just yeah you gotta from acclimate, there. I mean you gotta acclimate yourself in this game you gotta saturate yep. it especially mm-hmm. nowadays there's not enough in my opinion there's not enough emphasis on the IQ of the game mm-hmm. understanding the game knowing your predecessors of the game you be very <laughs> I shouldn't say I'm surprised because I'm a coach and I see this all the time but Mark and you might be surprised. You be, you know, kids don't know the history of the game. Oh no, a there's lot, not there's uh, not enough of them who are student of the game. Yeah, uh, a lot of them think I, yeah. I, a lot of them think 
NBA started when Michael Jordan got in the league. <laughs> that's, when exactly. all, that's when the NBA was created, right? Exactly. Like, no, like there was a lot more basketball. They yeah. don't know about the ABA and the NBA merger. They don't know about how it actually started. And it mm-hmm. started with a peach basket instead mm-hmm. of actually a metal rim. <laughs> like yeah. they don't even know that it was actually an old white guy in India, in Indiana that started mm-hmm. basketball yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. like it's the knowing the history knowing the culture that's uh, a thing you got to do and i'm glad yeah. you touch base on that because yeah. that's something a lot of people don't do yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i um i guess well you know we're going to talk more i want to talk more about youtube's relationship right yeah i want to talk yeah. about it because yeah you know you know how you guys linked up and and mm-hmm. the growth and and it seems you you know, MJ, you really have a lot of trust in him. And for those wondering why I called him MJ, he's a junior. So that's where <laughs> MJ comes yeah, from. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, what? His name's Myron Amy. How's that? <laughs> but yeah, he's a junior, right? So, um, you know, I, I'm assuming he's been a big help in your growth and yeah. development and continues to do that. You know, um, talk about that journey. You both can piggyback on that one. Tell, tell me how it happened what's going on with that i'll i'll start you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna just put it like this like i'm gonna be that trainer where you know i'm gonna give a lot of love for my player you know what i'm saying you could either say that i'm not humble or i'm cocky or whatever but the hours that we put in together you know when you invest your time with a player you know for hours i mean hours you know days where you're waking up early you know what i'm saying staying up late i feel you have that right to 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 praise them and and have high expectations and for mj you know with everything that he just said you know and i'm still trying to make him believe more because he's a very confident kid is you know he has it you know it the it factor you know and for somebody who's unranked you know he averaged like 27 and a lot of it too is even though um you can say it's the which you're right, you know, you it, you should be very picky also what high schools you go to. This kid's a late bloomer, you know what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't develop the same, you know? What, last summer he was like, what, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, when yeah. we first started. He's about 6'3", now. Mm-hmm. Rim grazing, getting hung last year. Now he's going between the legs, you know? Nice. So so you can't really predict that. But what we owe, But what we did since day one was always work the skill the skills the skills has always been improving every month every time so for him to add the physical that was just icing on the cake you know what i'm saying which a lot of players like you know we all know like they can be talented physically but then they just don't have the skills they don't have the counters they don't understand how to create a shot they don't know you know what i'm saying the mentality how to how to how to compete and i felt that when when i first met him you know that was the first thing I noticed, regardless of his size, during that time. I was like, damn, this kid is a dog. You know what I'm saying? And when you see that, as a trainer, I felt like I have to, I have to, uh, I felt like I, I had to, I felt that I had a responsibility to make sure, because even at that time, like I said, you know, he was still playing with Cali Stars and he was still trying to get noticed and everything like that. So it wasn't like, you know, where he's at now, where everybody knows him and wants him. He wasn't like that. But I saw that. I saw the potential during that time knowing like, wait a minute. Okay. You know, he has the, it wasn't even about the skill. He has the mindset. You know what I'm saying? Um, He's still not there mindset wise, but compared to most 17 year olds, if you're talking about self-discipline, like I said, I got to tell him sometimes no (laughs) to work out. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, bro, you're doing too much. You know, and sometimes I don't <laughs> want to say that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so he's, he's a dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's a compliment. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. So, so yeah, man. Like, you know, when we first met, you know, when I met him last, last, what? Last, it's been a year and a half now. Yeah. You know, and and like I said, I just feel that where he's going right now, and 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 the progression, because like. It doesn't even matter right now where a lot of people are worried about, well, my rankings or the high school I went to. Like, I averaged 27. How come? Because I'm getting a lot of DMs. Like, how how did Myron average 27? He's not getting no offers. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Right. Because I'm still, like, I'm not even worried <laughs> because I know, you know what I'm saying, all we need is somebody to see him, yeah. the right person to see him. Absolutely. You know, like I said, he's only 17. He's supposed to come back for his junior year of high school. Mm, no, true. he's supposed to be a senior next year. Yeah. So my thing is, my thing is, has always been that let's just stick to the blueprint, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why he's going to Scotland Prep. Shout out to my boy, uh, Sullivan Brown. I played with him in college. He's been watching, you know. Give him a splash. Yup, yup. Sully, <laughs> Sully. He's been watching the journey since day one, just like everybody else. But he has a platform. And that's, and as you know, a lot of it is about who you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The politics of it. It is. Right? That's, that's just how it is. There's a lot of talented <laughs> kids out there. But if they're not guided the right way, they're just going to be like everybody else. Yep. So so my, my, my thought process during that time when I met him last last summer when we, when it was still nobody knew who he was. is like, let's put in the work and everything else will just take care of itself, which that's the case. Because now with the COVID stuff, you know, okay, he didn't get to play AU this year. Mm -hmm. But my mindset was like, well, that's fine. It doesn't really matter because you're about to go prep. So now you're going to have that platform. You know, he's Scotland prep is top 10 in the nation when it comes to prep schools. Nice. You know, so for a kid from Vacaville, to yeah. to be offered you know like they they they've been texting him they you know for him to go out there prolific was actually interested prolific prep actually was the first school then they come to one of your games yeah right they they wanted him local you know what i'm saying yeah. and it was just about fit and about i know sully right. <laughs> and i know that he's he's my boy he's gonna take care of him so so now it's like he's gonna go to the east coast you know playing against top 100 high school players and that's why we've been training for to it wasn't to pre prepare him locally for for Vacaville and Solano County. Right, right. We've been preparing him for the big stage. So, so yeah, man, that's 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 my side of it. I when when it comes to Myron, you know what I'm saying? I put it like this, you know, if I was if I had a kid when I was 15 years old, he's he's my son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's 17 where nice. where really that's I feel like that's our I feel like that's one of the biggest things why he's doing what he's doing because I always say I believe it's not the skills work. Anybody can train. It's it's the mentality. And I, I, also, it's, you know, the relationship that you build with your players. A lot of trainers are doing it for the money. You know what I'm saying? Myron can tell you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not about the money. You know what I'm saying? I'm about the bigger picture. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, so that's one of the things working with him is, you know, I know him like the back of my hand, personally. There you go. And that's what, for me, you know, and he, and he, he can tell you when he, when he talks, you know, I be I be on that Phil Jackson stuff when I'm with him, the, the mind games. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And and to me, if if a player can master their mind, they can master life. And so the basketball part, that's easy. Yeah. So so that's where I'm at with Myron. You know what I'm saying? He's a uh, he's we gonna be seeing him on TV, bro. <laughs> we gonna be seeing him on TV. So that's why I think about him. Well, you talk about that, Myron. I mean, yeah. When I I met Mark from a friend. Uh, you know, he just told me to come out and see him, went up with him, then trained, for, trained with him. And thing is, we was late to training the first time. So I was like, man, he probably think I'm a slacker or something like this. 
And then really when I got consistent, you know, uh, I just felt it like, okay, uh, let's just keep going to see where this goes. And then I think the first one-on-one session we had together, I think that's when it clicked. Like this dude, he trusted me and I got to put the trust back and I'm going to really, really invest this. And so as it kept going on, I mean, it's not, it's probably just like four months and I felt like the bond was bigger than anything. It felt like a year already. And really just, I mean, staying the night at his house, waking up, going to training, staying late at his house. I mean, anything. I mean, we just created that chemistry and that bond, which I think really helped. Because I'm like, he going to invest all this time in me. I can't let him down or I can't let my parents down. Because I, I wouldn't even go home some days or see them some days, you know. <laughs> they would be, they'd be like, oh, you finally home? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> yeah, for real. And it's just like, I, I, I'm not going to let them down. And you know, I'm not going to let myself down. You know, so at this point, I'm just all in. And, yeah, it, it really is like, you know, when we training or I'm at his house to chilling with him, it's like uncle, dad. It's like it's it's more than just trainer, you know. Sometimes I forget about that. And, yeah, he be playing. Now it's just with mind games. He don't even – we don't even talk about the, the skill or hard work mm-hmm. no more, how many times you're working out a day. He, You know, I'm supposed to do that, and it's just the mind games, you know. Now I'm surprised if he, he going to text me how many times you studying your mental side a day, you know. And really, I, that's what I'm trying to focus on and uh, key in on. And it, it's been working a lot because from a year ago, I would anytime <laughs> you play with my mind, I would break down and probably not even finish training session. You know, my <laughs> mind just wasn't there. And now it's just, you know, it's at another level. He's taking it to another level at the same time where he really playing with my with my mind. Talking about, you know, he keep comparing me to Jordan in the last dance. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, bro, I'm only 17. How you going to try to play that? <laughs> I, be, like, I, be, I be telling the other players, like, bro, I'm like, he be getting on me, bro. And I'm only like seven. I'm not, I'm like, I'll be like, bro, I'm unranked. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you can't be, you can't put MJ pressure on him. You saw what happened to, you saw what happened to Michael Jordan's but kids, nah, right? I really, uh, nah, <laughs> shit. They retired, shit, at age 16. Like, don't, uh, don't do that shit to him. <laughs> <laughs> but not for it. But I, I like it though, because then I look back at the session. I'd be like, you know, this. I, you know, I look back at it. Sometimes I laugh and be like, okay, well, I got to get better. And the next session, I'm gonna do better. So each day, I'm gonna keep progressing. And I know someday, by the time when it really counts, I'm gonna be ahead of most people because mm-hmm. of where I am now. And I just can't think. And that, I'm thankful for that, honestly, because he don't do that to everybody. Right. It ain't for everybody. Yeah. It ain't. I mean, if you ain't, you know, if you ain't built for this shit, it's going nope. it's gonna show. Yep. So nope. it sounds like those mental challenges help prepare you for this moment in front of you. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, it's on you. It's on you, bro. Um, so one of the things, you know, knowing that, you know, we've been through this journey and, you know, there was a couple schools, you know, that were uh, interested in you. You know, I'll put it out there. Sac State what wanted him nice. you know something uh you know they went they went with an older kid a more a more, a more uh a experienced kid which is understandable yeah. you know coming from a kid you know who's who doesn't have I'm probably you can speak on this too you know when it comes to the recruiting process I'm I just assumed that it went by because you know there was no big name around MJ you know what I'm saying coming from where he was even though they were interested in him they went another route you know what I'm saying it depends like I I can personally tell you and talking to a lot of college coaches Mm because, you know, I talk to a lot because of my ties with AAU and everything. Um, College, 35% of college recruits come from junior college. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. And that's, and the, the biggest pull for that Mm -hmm. is um, mainly money, Mm 
mm-hmm. and a combination of of understanding, right? If I can basically get a kid for half the price with mm-hmm. more knowledge, more experience, Makes sense. and understand a college structure, mm-hmm. as opposed to taking a high school kid that the first year I have yeah. to invest and form and, tr- and, and basically manipulate and turn this kid into a college player, then... I might go that different route. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it also depends on your situation as a coach. If you have, if you're top heavy with seniors and you're like, damn, I need an impact player. Yeah. I'm going to go with an, uh, with a JC junior, mm-hmm. right? Cause he can acclimate himself with those seniors right away. It's very rare to find an impact freshman yeah. and then be able to put him in a group of seniors and he's yeah. going to just fit in very well. That's, yeah. that's your Dukes. That's your Kentucky's. Yeah. That's, they can do that. But yeah. your typical Sac stage, Chico, yeah, Dominican, yeah. Yeah. uh, um, you know, Cal State East Bay, Holy yeah. Names, they can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. there's it's it's lower cost, yeah. less investment, quicker return. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's typically why most okay. colleges will go J C route yeah, or go yeah, with an yeah. older guy. Yeah, yeah. So it might not be a reflection of you, it might yeah. be a reflection of the coach's situation. Yeah. Right? And that's what I was telling him, you know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, you know, because we were very invested in, in him going to 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 prep. And so basically my question to you is, you know, knowing that, okay, we're about to stick to the plan, you know, you going out to playing at Scotland Prep, you're going to the East Coast. What are your expectations? Like, like what's, what's your mindset, you know, going out there knowing that, you know, coming from where you're coming from, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna be MJ from Vacaville, you know, you're gonna be there basically with a target on your back and nobody really cares. Mm-hmm. And basically, hold on before you answer that, just so our audience knows and stuff where is your school located it's in uh scotland pennsylvania okay go ahead yeah basically what i want to do basically just put my name out there you know first with the school and everybody that's on the team and the organization that i'm here i'm ready to win whoever's going to be on that court with me we're going to win together and that uh and basically just just show them that i could play like a kid from california could i could play could play ball you know because i know not many California kids going to the East Coast get that much love. And mm-hmm. I don't care if they show me love. I'm going to show them that what my game does and that I'm going to let it all on the court. And honestly, my expectation for myself is I'm going to develop, get better each and every day, you know, every day. Every hour counts for me over there. And that basketball is going to be my best friend. And all I can do is uh, just do my best, and that's all I could expect. And I know the sky's the limit, and whatever happens, happens for a reason. Yeah. Well, what – um. Uh, at the end of this, you know, uh, what what's the end game goals uh, um, as well, and then oh, yeah. and then you know we'll talk about the music portion after that. But what's <laughs> what's uh, what, what's your what's your end game goal? Uh, to make it to the NBA, you know, nothing short. And at, when I once I make it there, you know, I'm championships, MVPs, All Star no. games. No. I'm talking big. I mean, everything that comes with it, the money, the cars. I mean, everything, the people, the people I touch. Uh, the inspiring kids, you know, endorsements. I mean, everything. I'm coming for everything. That's and good. it all starts with a dream. It all, really starts, it all starts. It all starts with a dream. Man. Once that big picture comes, once that main goal gets to the league, you know, everything else I will fall into place. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. I like it. Like it. So, um, so what is uh uh? So when it comes to other hobbies besides basketball, you know what I'm saying. Uh, we all know that you love basketball. You're obsessed with basketball. <laughs> what are what are other things, you know what I'm saying, that that you love doing like outside of basketball? 
You talked on the music yeah. part. I definitely I want to hear about that one. I want to yeah. hear about the music. So part. music, music. I've been I've been loving music since I first loved basketball. I mean, okay. Um, okay. I would always since a kid just write some lyrics. Just whatever pops in my mind, you know. I feel mm-hmm. like just writing lyrics in general, not even having to record, just releases so much like that you have stuck inside, and you write it on paper. It gets mm-hmm. a lot out, and okay. that's why I use, you know, you know, I used it more in life than basketball because basketball, you know, whatever happens on the court stays on the court. But life in general, I use music to, you know, just to release some stress, release some anger. You know, it's just me in that paper and pen, or me on my iPhone just typing. And it really just released stress and made me happy. That's a that's another thing. Just with music, it made me happy. It was my cloud that I could find. Nice. And really, yeah, I want to. If I, you know, when I end up getting up there in the league, I want to, you know, open some doors for some okay. other young rappers who, who <laughs> okay. want to make it big. You can so start your own label. Yeah. Yeah. And so what's then, up, man? You got a uh, any bars? Any uh, freestyle? You know what I'm saying? Why are you gonna put nah, him on the spot right, like I mean, that? Hey, hey. Nah, wait, wait, wait. Who fight first? Who fight first? Uh, Okay. I'm about to say, I mean, this is about that life. Uh, if you about that life, I mean, I knew, I knew you was going to do I was like, for it. I, I was waiting. waiting for it. I was like, he is going to put his ass on the you spot. Already. I know he. I thought it was going to be you. I, th- I was like, I do not be freestyling. I don't, I don't want to put you up. I don't want to put that pressure on you. It's cool. I can't right now. Yeah, nah, okay. I'm right. interested in that. I mean, I'm, I, I like a lot of comedy too. I'll be messing around oh, a lot. Oh, okay. I'll be messing around a lot. You good? No. Hey, I use, you guys know Childish. Gambino yeah, right yeah, now yeah, yeah. I use him as an example because yeah. that motherfucker is, is the utility knife of the yes. industry that he can act he did comedy yep, he can yep. do it be that versatile <laughs> be that yeah. that man set the bar like if he if he decided to real legit do a podcast I'm like well that's yeah. it for me because <laughs> yeah. he's fucking taking the whole internet so right? <laughs> that'd right. be about it but no nah, man um, <laughs> no nah, well I, my question for the whole music part is you know with uh as you progress with your basketball right Uh um if you do decide to pursue this fashion because the reason i bring it up is because i actually coached a player um it just don't you know kind of clicked in my head i coached a player who won a national bigfoot championship for me who's actually a rapper right now he's actually like really famous and popular random as shit because i didn't even know like you know (laughs) i just he hit me up and He's like, Coach, man, I haven't seen you in a minute, and I love this kid to death. You know, he's he's like a, a son to me, and he's had a pretty hard life, but he's doing much better now. Um, but then I look at his Instagram, he's got like fucking 50,000 followers. And all of a sudden, I look on YouTube, and my, my kids listen to him. The kids really? I coach. His What's name's DB Bout a Back. Oh. See? See this shit? Yeah, no, See? No. <laughs> See? Yeah, I, I, slap him, I slap him a lot. He's See? that's one of the ones uh, who I play. I like, coach hit him. Yeah, I love okay. I, I mess with his music heavy for like real. I literally, <laughs> like, I could literally call him right now, and he'll be yeah. like, Coach, what's up, Coach? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, a lot of Hoopers, I know, uh, Bracey coached this, um, used to coach this one Hooper named Slimmy B. Yeah. And he always be, Bracey always be talking to me about him. And I'll be like, yeah, like, I'll be like, try to get him out here to play. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Derek said when he comes back to visit, he wants to be oh, on my okay. show. So that, Next that's guest. Just, that should be interesting having Derek on the show. Cause right. he went from a hooper to a rapper pothead. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying <laughs> to figure really out. He's really big though. A lot yeah. of people know him. Yeah, right. See, him. you've heard his stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, I think his most famous song is, right now is uh, Fettuccine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Fettuccine. that's the one all these yeah. kids. Okay. I, I, I never tell you, it's crazy. He, he has a lot coming up though. He, yeah. he about to touch an, another mill on some. Damn. One video, he and already got saying, like a couple of them. Like he could tell you that he's really and, uh, I, and yeah, to yeah. me, he's just Derek. So that's in case y'all want to know, his name's fucking Derek. <laughs> 
DB, yeah. I, I don't call yeah, him that's DB. Funny cause I, got, I got a like a I got a cousin or a bit older brother who I grew up with. And he a rapper now. You know, his name, <laughs> I just people be like at school playing his music. You know, I'm just that's, right. That's, it's just funny. Like that's just someone you know, right? Yeah. Like, and it's just uh, that's I feel funny. very proud. That's you dope. know that I coach. He not like I said, not only coaching me, won me a national championship. That's and it. To watch his evolution and what I'm saying with that is, you know he applies the same passion he had with basketball to his craft mm. with uh, music. Nice. So I'm saying do you, for you, my suggestion to you is, you know, you do the same because you never know where life can take you. Yeah. And if you can do both, I mean, like, you know, God rest his soul, Kobe Bryant, yep. um, translated from basketball extremely well mm-hmm. to win a damn Academy Award. So you yep. never know where any of this can take you. Yeah, the interest. Yeah, I definitely, because once as I, you know, my name starts growing or this and that anything that i love or my hobbies i also want to take into place because yeah you never know because that can even bring more you know money or bring more just open the doors for everything you know so yeah definitely well i mean um let's talk about some current events because i mean uh you know it's it's coming around the corner and that's uh the nba the nba is coming back man and you know that's exciting news yep to me, because I know I love the NBA yes. just as much as I hope anybody else would. Yep. Um, but it is going to, with the things the way they are day to day, week to week to week, as you can clearly see if you have a fucking cell phone, which I think is like 90% of the world mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, um, you know, July 30th is when the NBA is scheduled to start um, in Orlando. Um, 13 Western Conference teams, nine Eastern Conference teams. Um, but there's some issues going on right now. You know, Florida is one of the hotspots of COVID. You know what I mean? They said, uh, read one report, it was 11,000 cases in one day. Wow. Right? Um, the overall total right now in Florida is a hundred and over 123,000 cases of COVID. Wow. Um, in Orlando alone, it's 2008. Damn. So... And you that's know, where they. That's where the, all that's, the NBA. That's where they're gonna play. That's where they're gonna play. And I think they're gonna stay out there too, or something yeah, like that, right? Three months, I think. Stay yeah. in hotels. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like how. I mean, we don't know, but I guess we could speculate. How, how do you think? How do you think they're gonna keep those guys safe? Man, well, I mean, from everything I'm hearing, you know, with them being in that little bubble or whatever, very very strict guidelines, you know, with everything, you know, just just seeing some of the players posting some of their stuff. You know, with their food and, yeah. and and the things that they have to do and everything like that. This definitely isn't the typical NBA lifestyle. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I forgot who was I listening to. I think it was Kendrick Perkins. Or was it Jalen Rose? It was somebody. I just know a former Hooper was talking about, because, you know, a lot of the NBA players are kind of complaining, a few of them. Yeah. Where in all reality, I mean... If you a real hooper, three months of just playing basketball in yeah, a hotel, right. true, like true. I'm cool with that. It's not. Know? It's not like they don't stay in five star accommodations. You yeah, know they do, yeah. Because they are invested. I I can get their side of things as well. It's just on the human yeah, aspect for but, sure. But you know, you, you got to think that the NBA is going to protect their investment, yeah. right? They're gonna yeah. they're gonna do everything they can to make sure these guys are safe. They're gonna make sure everything is, you know, monitored, taken care of. Yeah. Make sure everybody is. You know, uh, gloves are everywhere. Masks are everywhere. Yeah. Like only specific chefs, only specific numbers of staffing. You know, yeah. I, there's obviously going to be no fan attendance. So, yeah. you know, I don't even think they can have their families there, or maybe they can I have like one so. family member yeah. or something. So, I saw on ESPN, um, they said that they all have like this beeper 
that they have to put in their pocket that if they're too close to somebody that's not six feet, it'll start beeping. So she was saying that you can hear the beeps all over the place. Wow. That, you know, okay. So they're very strict, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Knowing that, okay, if you're too close to somebody, you're going to start beeping. And in case people are too young to know what a fucking beeper is, it's this little, <laughs> <laughs> it's this little box <laughs> that you keep on your side. I think doctors still use those. <laughs> but you keep on your side and it beeps anytime yeah. you're too close to somebody. We used to call them pagers back in the days yeah. before your time. You're too young. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know, like we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. Someone would page you. And you find a payphone, and you have to call the number that paged you, and you'd be like, uh, "Someone call Chris." Uh, <laughs> I ain't yeah, I've so. seen those. I've seen those on shows, though. I've I'm like, "What the heck?" I was like, "It just tells them who's calling them, and they yeah. just have to go to. They still got to yeah. pay for the phone." Yeah, you got to oh. pay for the phone. Hey, that shit suck. Yeah, that's why you had a bunch of people walking around with quarters and shit all the time. That's <laughs> how right? you know I'm getting old, man. People be throwing away they change now. These yeah, days. exactly. <laughs> right. That. So, what do you think? How do you? What, what's your thoughts on the whole NBA thing? Man, I mean, for me, just because I'm a fan, I mean, I'm glad it's coming back on, but it's just, it's different. I mean, it's just weird because you know that no fans going to be there, you yeah. know. It's just like, you wish that everybody stays safe and, um, yeah, they just got to be, I just think they just going to stay in that bubble. They they can't, it's going to be strict for them to even, you know, get out of it or just go even try to enjoy themselves because they really got to uh, take care of themselves and hope that. They come out healthy. Everybody comes out healthy out of this. And and there's people that aren't participating, right? There's yeah. there's NBA players that are saying no. So let's let's talk a list about some of those. I'm just looking on the phone real quick. Uh, you got Trevor Reza, who's decided not to participate. Uh, Avery Bradley, that's obviously mm -hmm. your team, uh, yeah, Mark. So guy. you know, especially uh, with Jr. Smith. Yeah, right. Um, couple irrelevant guys too uh willie collie stein uh, he, he's not irrelevant i'm not willie but the guy just passed up I, i'm just not even <laughs> worth saying his name uh, but willie collie stein uh he's uh he's not coming back wilson chandler uh to be Sephalosha, tayshaun prince you know uh deandre jordan um you know there's just more and more i heard gordon hayward he's not coming because he doesn't want to miss the birth of his child yeah uh, that kind of makes oh, sense i think yeah. um uh this you know uh i think that was Talk, Kyrie Irving, right? John Wall. Uh, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie's not playing. Yeah, they're not. And I mean, these are impact players. These are revenue yeah, generating yeah. players. Yeah. You know, when it's like, you know, when it's Rudy Gobert, it's like, oh, he's a fucking role player. He deserves yeah. COVID. You know, it don't matter. But, <laughs> but, stuff. but, Damn. but, you know, I'm not, hey, it's just, it's just it is what it is. I'll just say it. Like, like, he started it. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm just, we, we about that life here. Nobody I'm just going to say it's real. Touch him on 2K. Exactly. Like. No, exactly. He, this man, this man deserves defensive player of the year. He shut down the whole fucking NBA with his stop. Like, yeah. But, you know, okay, straight up. Top three players in playing in this. If one of them got COVID, oh, yeah. that whole shit is done. Let's sure. let's just go to the very top. Yep. LeBron James, read that fucking headline. Imagine that headline: LeBron James uh, positive for COVID nineteen. What oh, the fuck yeah. you think happens to the NBA? Right, man. Right, it wouldn't even be the same. Now, right. All, all, everything comes to a screeching halt. Like they gonna pop that bubble. That's they, what's uh, gonna happen. Everything. So that's. To me, that's the crazy yeah, part. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, when it's when it's, when it's, when it's Rudy Gobert, it's like, yeah. yeah when the big know. player gets it, they gon' 
they like, you know, nothing he's been working, so why even keep trying? Like, let JaVale McGee get COVID. They're going to be like, well, yeah, it's JaVale. He, he's, you know, he's shacking a fool. He's going to do some dumb shit like that. But let, let LeBron get it? Yeah. Bro. Or Giannis. Anybody yeah. that's Giannis, contending yeah. to win a championship. Oh, it's it's the going. They're going to be like, oh, no, we're done. We're, we're done until 2022. Like, you guys yeah. just got to figure it out. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really do, you know, hope those guys stay safe. Because at the end of the day, and, and this is another thing, parents – and players and just people if there's any random people that just hear our show see our show and understand um we as basketball players understand this but you guys need to hear this uh these guys are human yeah. you know i know it can give, you forget that sometimes because they put on jerseys they're larger than life icons yeah. you know they're big human beings in general but um they are human they have they have kids they have families they have loved ones they have people that want to see them healthy and want to see them okay you know yeah. you don't know everybody's everything some of these guys might have asthma some of these guys might have underlying issues that they never even know about some of yeah. these guys might have benign tumors that they don't want exposed like you don't know yeah. and from what i'm understanding with this virus it puts everything else at risk yeah so you know i really do hope the nba and everybody out there um uh does their due diligence to keep these guys safe yeah. because nobody nobody deserves an early death nobody yeah. deserves uh, death that's uh, not that is very preventable yeah. you know what I mean and it just comes down to common sense and being safe yeah. but on a more positive note um, who do we got winning who are we picking Lakers <laughs> LA baby, purple and gold. What a surprise! Purple and gold, <laughs> purple. And, I mean, for if LeBron James want to be the goat, right? I feel like I'm in a win-win situation because right. you know I'm a Kobe Jordan guy. So right. if he go, if he want to be the goat, he got to win win it for us. If he don't, he ain't the goat. All right. Simple what about that? you? I, that Avery Bradley was big though. Yes, I it got, was. Yes, I, it was. I switched. I, I got Clippers, man, because yeah. the Ooh. defense, that defense, Kawhi, and Kawhi. plus playoffs and playoffs, you slowing the game down. True. And, yeah. True. I, I, uh, who you got? I don't even have a dog in this fight because I'm a Warriors fan. I'm from, uh, I'm a Warriors I'm from fan. Oakland, California. Let me make that clear. I'm a real Warriors fan in case <laughs> anybody out there got to question that shit. I, I'm a real Warriors fan, okay? I was with us when we sucked, okay? <laughs> when we were dead, when we had like Keith Jennings and Tickets guys you never. Yeah, exactly. They were giving them free at my high school. I was at Oakland Tech Damn. and a Warriors rep came. You want some Warriors tickets? Hell no. Well, I, I want to enjoy my Saturday night. I don't want to. I'm not going to the game. Like, that's how, that's how bad we were. Okay, so let me make that very clear before people are like, oh, you you on a bandwagon? Anybody knows me knows I ain't on no yeah. damn bandwagon. Um, I I don't want to say this because I really just something about me. Let me let me get y'all so y'all understand my background. Mm -hmm. I like LeBron as a player, okay. kind of. Okay, I love LeBron as the man, the person, because he has done amazing things. Yeah. Period. The for the black community, yeah. everything in general. But I still don't like him. It's something about just the way he moves. Maybe the flopping. Maybe the. It's just something about it. Just uh, makes me like, eh, yeah. eh. I don't want you to win. But to me, it's the Clippers or Lakers, man. I know I should probably want to pick someone in the East yeah. Coast, but in the Eastern, not East Coast, but Eastern Conference, I just don't. I don't see it, man. So if we're know. talking, so let's. So I kind of want to pick your brain a little yeah. bit, basketball wise, you okay. know. So if we're talking about basketball, okay, it's Western Conference Finals, Lakers, Clippers. If we're talking about basketball as a coach, right, as a student of the game, who are you taking, Clippers or the Lakers? If you're talking about bat, I know you got something with LeBron, 
Well, let's just talk about backs, basketball, X's and O's, talent-wise. Who you got? Who you, I, if you're a betting man. If I'm a betting man, I really do have... Thinking. I have the Clippers. Okay. The Clippers in seven. And Ooh. let me explain why. Let me explain why. Okay. I feel the Clippers have more bodies to throw at LeBron and Anthony Davis than the Lakers necessarily do. Now, don't get me wrong. Mm. With Dwight and JaVale and some of those guys who really stepped into their roles and mm -hmm. doing their thing, I absolutely think they're in contention. Isn't uh, Danny Green still with them too, right? Yeah. 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 So I absolutely think it's one hell of a battle. Mm -hmm. However, there's just this. When I look at the Clippers, I feel that roster's built mm -hmm. for playoff basketball. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I look at the Lakers, mm -hmm. I feel they're built for regular season basketball. Mm -hmm. And they're and those are two different seasons. Yeah. People from the outside don't get it, but yeah. players know what I'm talking about. It's two different seasons. Yeah, you know, so sure. um when it, when the game gets grittier and grimier and uglier, yeah. you got guys like Pat Bev who live for that shit. Right? Yeah. You got guys like Kawhi who live for mm -hmm. that shit. You Montrez Harrell. Yeah, you, I just feel like they're built for the gritty, ugly, grimy basketball side. But not to not to say like the Lakers ain't either. I just haven't seen the Lakers mm -hmm. tap into that side. Let me yeah. put it like that. I, yeah. I, I I've I've seen them play enough that I feel like they coast a lot of their wins very mm -hmm. similar to what the Warriors were doing when they had yeah. their amazing 70-something yeah. win season you yeah. know what I mean like they, you could tell like there was just times like they could turn it on and, and yeah. I feel like mm -hmm. the Lakers can do that too Yeah, but again play like there's a reason Houston hasn't gotten a title you know what I yeah. mean like yeah. they, they're, they're too much of a regular great season team Yeah, I think the Lakers and Clippers there's just going to be some 50-50 plays Cause that's just basketball, especially yeah. playoff. There's so many 50-50 plays, 50-50 plays that you can circle back going through playoff yeah. history. That you're like, damn, if that would have bounced the other way, yeah. or if that basketball would have made this layup. I mean, there was one where Tim Duncan missed like a wide open layup. Mm -hmm. I get. I think it was against Le LeBron at the time. Miami, you talking about yeah, that? Yeah, was shot? Miami. Ray yeah, Allen. Yeah, well, the Ray shot Allen shot. Yeah, where Chris yeah. Bosh yeah. tips it out to Ray Allen. It's one of the most fucking yeah. prolific threes that in a playoff ever. I mean, yeah. those are the 50-50 balls, right? Those yeah. plays really define playoff basketball to me. Yeah. I just see that Clippers roster winning more of those 50-50 balls than the Lakers. Okay. But that's just what I see. Okay. But again, I don't know because when you factor in the Anthony Davis-LeBron factor yeah. in the way LeBron does, because the numbers don't lie, the yeah. way he can turn up in and kick it up another notch in the playoffs. Yeah. It's so much. It's so hard to tell. But then yeah. you have the counterbalance with Kawhi, because yeah. Kawhi, it's weird. It's not so much like he turns up. It's just more. It's a steady yeah. Yeah. evolution. Like like LeBron just flips. Yeah, LeBron just flips a switch and okay, yeah. I'm scoring. I'm scoring forty. I'm scoring fifty. I'm yeah. scoring thirty. I'm scoring forty. I'm scoring fifty. Kawhi's like, I'm gonna have twenty seven, but I'm gonna have ten rebounds and I'm gonna lock up right and lock up. I'm gonna have, you know, thirty two, but I'm gonna have you know seven assists. 11 rebounds, five steals. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah, just these yeah. weird increments yeah. with him. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know, man. But I I, I personally think Clippers okay. in seven. No hate on LeBron and the Lakers, <laughs> even though I'm not a fan. It still could go either way. I still yeah. think it's going to be one of those two teams. To period. win it all? Yeah, to win okay. it all. I yeah. just think it's going to be one of those two. I, yeah. no, no knock on the Eastern Conference, but... No Greek freak? You ain't feeling him? <laughs> he got to get a jump shot first. Okay, okay. He got to okay. get a jump. He's, he's just a more athletic... Extremely yeah. taller, workhorse, yeah. Ben Simmons. 
Yeah. <laughs> to okay. me. To yeah. me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so, yeah. you know, we'll see how that plays yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Should be fun, though. Right. So, uh, respectfully disrespectful. Let, let's, let, let, we gotta, we gotta talk about this part. Uh, this is a part of the show, you know, for those who, who might just be there, this their first time tuning in, where we're gonna talk about a controversial topic in either AAU or just basketball in mm -hmm. general. And everything we say is with respect, but it is going to be disrespectful. And so we're <laughs> gonna we're gonna talk some real talks and maybe might ruffle some feathers and don't really give a shit because that's why we're here <laughs> and to just talk about the reality of basketball in mm -hmm. AU. Um, the question I pose to you, Mark mm -hmm. and uh, Myron, you know you you jump in on any of this. Don't feel like you just sitting there being an outsider because right. you're the guy. You're you're the young man that's in AU mm -hmm. and understand this. Um, uh, can players evolve past an AAU program? And and what I mean by that is, you know, I, I'll try to say it as quickly as possible because I don't want to sit here and talk for, you know, three hours. But um, AAU programs are basically split into two groups. Uh, there's independent AAU programs, right? And there's even tiers to that level. But mm -hmm. there's, there's independent programs. Like, for instance, my program – is uh, what you would define as an independent program, just an extremely high-level and efficient independent program, right? And then there's the other group, which is the shoe circuit programs, yeah. which is where they get all the money, all the sponsorship, all the gear. Typically, the best kids in the country play for these programs because it gives them the platform and exposure to yeah. go to these D1s and be seen by the Coach Ks, the Roy Williams, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of good mm -hmm. stuff. Um, any team that's sponsored by Under Armour, uh, Adidas or Nike. I even heard, I don't know if it's going to happen, but I heard Converse is trying, Converse wow. or Puma is trying to get into this game too. Okay. Um, so, and, and so everybody understands it, it's really about money. Let yeah. me make that very clear. These shoe companies uh, care about the kids, but again, they don't. They yeah. look at them as free advertisement. You know, you got kids like, what, what, how many followers does Mikey Williams have? Uh, I a think million. That, yeah, I think oh, that kid is like over a million plus. followers. You get yeah. him to sign a Nike contract. That is literally yeah. a million yeah. free advertisement for these shoe, for these companies. So yeah. let me make that. Let's just put it, call it what it is. Yeah. Shoe programs want to make money. They look at if I invest 500, think about it. For LeBron James is a great example. Nike, before that, before that young man, and what I'm talking about when he was 18, before yeah. that young man even stepped on a basketball court, he had a $100 million, $150 million or something like that dollar check from, uh, from Nike. Think Man. about that. Before he touched the basketball, they were like, here's $150 million. Okay, let's say Uncle Sam took $50 million of it. He still had $100 million fucking dollars he took home, right? Yep. How much money do you think LeBron has made from 18 to where he's at now for Nike? Man. Clearly a lot of money. For sure. Somewhere wow. in the millions, billions. Close to billions, right? Yeah. So for Nike, they're like, okay, we'll invest 15 bucks. You're going to make us a billion bucks. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's $150 million for Nike yeah. at this point. That's yeah. $15. You know yeah. what I mean? That's $20 to them. Yeah. So, you know, with these with these two groups where, I, where we're coming back to the question is, as an independent program, you know, when you have kids who – it's just outgrown your program. They're just mm -hmm. too good mm -hmm. for your program. You know, you have this question of, of loyalty versus growth. Mm -hmm. That's what you're challenged with as a coach and a trainer. And mm -hmm. Ted, when he was here on our show, yeah. uh, said a great point. He said, he had, you, have to, you have to learn how to uh, not take credit, right? Mm -hmm. and, and coaches and trainers, we're, we're fallible of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. of course, Mark mm -hmm. 
would love for you on your signing day at whatever university or it's shit like you said your dream to go to the league your your mm -hmm. signing day on the league you get on that mic and you say man i really got to give a big shout out to my trainer you mm -hmm. know coach mj he's been there he's been with me through it all but let's say you don't do that let's for whatever reason you're swept up in the moment doesn't mean you don't give a shit about him mm -hmm. but say you're swept up in the moment you just don't think about it because you know you're just so overwhelmed and happy you know he on his part he has to be okay with that. That's on all our parts. We have mm -hmm. to be okay with that and not mm -hmm. feel like I'm jaded or, or you're fucked up for not mentioning me, mm -hmm. right? Because then that's a selfish emotion. We're, we're having a selfish reaction where it's like, oh, you ain't going to mention me, but mm -hmm. I did all this for you. Mm -hmm. I did all, you know, and I think as coaches and trainers, yeah. we have to learn how to do that because it is hard and yeah. it can sting a little, you know what I mean? Because we're human, just yeah. like anybody else. So, you know, can... I, uh, I'm trying to get basically your guys' thoughts on players evolving past the independent AAU programs. What, what do you guys think about that? Well, for me, you know what I'm saying, um, I feel that it's such a tough question, you know what I'm saying, because I've, I've even talked to parents, and like you know, you know what I'm saying, like I'm not in the AAU world, right? you know, and I'm, I'm learning all this stuff from you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, just, just learning all this stuff and, and my side of it, you know, just just talking to parents who who have a kid, you know, what I'm saying who's very, very talented, you know, and, and, and of course, everybody wants to make sure that their kid in, is in a good situation to be seen so they can get to the next level. Right. Like what it where what do you do knowing that you have others who've been there since day one, who's been working with them and stuff like that, where you have another situation where. You can play for a team that okay, you may not, you may not have a relationship there, but you know, man, you're just right there from 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 becoming known, from 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 getting that notoriety and all that. So where's that? Where's that line? Like you know, what I'm saying like, are you? Do you listen to your parents? You know, what I'm saying, do you listen to the coaches and the trainers? Where at the end of the day, which which I truly believe it's it's it is the player's decision, but at the same time, it's we're talking about 15, 14. 16 year old kids who who live with their parents and yeah. who don't pay rent and yeah. so sometimes you really can't you know what i'm saying so i feel like everybody's in a different situation i think for me personally from what i've been just observing you know i've been doing this training thing for two years now you know and just just seeing all these different stories and all these different situations it's like me personally I'm all about trying to get to the route as fast as I can. You know, that's me. <laughs> right. That's just me because right. you don't know when you're going to get injured. Right. You don't know what's going to happen. You right. know what I'm saying? So my thing is like all this work that you put in, right? And if you believe that you're good enough, if you believe that the work that you, because remember, everybody's different. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody got different levels. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and, and it, that's not a bad thing. Like you can work as hard as you can and you still might not make it, but yeah. you might make it to a certain level, Absolutely. right? Like for me and you, right? Yeah. Us, us playing, you know, we both play college. We both play professional. Yeah. My dream was to play, go to the NBA. You right. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like that was, Mine that too. was, yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But I worked as hard as I could. Of course, I didn't have proper guidance, like, like how I kind of have with some of my players in MJ, but I worked as hard as I could. I tried to figure out how to get there. Okay. I mean, I, I played in Southeast Asia. That's where I was at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I always go back to if, if of course, you know, I have a son. Right. Also, MJ, Mark Anthony Jr. Shout out to MJ. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I got MJ, MJ, anyways. Right, right. 
<laughs> Splash on that one. <laughs> so, so my mindset has always been, you know what I'm saying? I know you have kids, mm -hmm. like going through the experiences that I went through, and I, you've said it too with your high school coach, and you said that this is why you do what you do, mm -hmm. is because I went through those experiences, that's why I study the game so much now, you know what I'm saying, to help certain players. I'm going to be real right now. I don't... I help all players, but I don't help all players the same because every player is different in mentality and what they want. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wants everybody. I'll ask all my kids. They all will say they want to play NBA. All of them will say that. But let's be real. You know what I'm saying? If you really look at your work ethic, if you look at your physical talent, if you look at where you're at, and this is from somebody who really believed that I thought I could make it, it won't turn out like that. But there is a blueprint. So my thing is like, it's not just the training. It's who you surround yourself with, what organizations you put yourself into. You know what I'm saying? And if I can go back in the past, I would definitely try to change things. And so that's why like with my, like knowing that okay, I have a son coming up who's still a baby, knowing that as I go through this process with all my players, like MJ, right? Who, who, who I'm like, all right, we got to do this. You got to do that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do it. I'm just giving you my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Because I seen these other kids who are as talented as you do that. You know what I'm saying? So so that's tough. You know what I'm saying? To to tell somebody where, okay, that well, I think that if I stay in this situation, it can still it can still get me to to the top. Which is true. It can. It it, it can. But my thing is like, man, I I just know from personal experience, you know what I'm saying? If you take this route, I think this would be the best chance. So it's it's it's, it's tough because I've even talked to parents who are like, like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I am not your 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 son's father. You know what I'm saying? I am just the trainer. So like you said, like I'm not gonna take any credit, you know what I'm saying, or anything like that. Cause at the same time, I believe in at the end of the day is the work will speak for itself. You know what I'm saying? The the time that's spent, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, a kid don't gotta give me a shout out at all. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm hoping that during that process that we were together, you learned that this is what's going to prepare me for the next level. And this is what's going to prepare me to make the right decisions. So that's what that's how, how I, I feel like that's where I'm at with it is just that you got to make the best decision for yourself. And if you're really, really about that life yeah, to try to make it to the next level, you have to do everything right. <laughs> yeah. You really do, you know what I'm saying, and 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 that's to me from from everything that I've learned and everything that I've studied and talking to people who are at that level and who have players at that level, and who've reached out to me, like, hey, yo, man, you know, MJ, I think MJ got it. Like, hey, let me let me send you this. You know, I got this coach from uh, player development from the Phoenix Suns, my player who plays for so and so. I won't say any names. You know, what I'm saying here, take this information to help so and so. Nice. You know, I'm not gonna show this information to every kid because they have to. You really have to be worthy, you know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, you if you only if you only showing up and your parents really believe that you are the one, but you only seeing me twice a week, I'm not gonna show you that information. You know what I'm saying? Because right. that's 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 a that's not that's that's a waste compared yeah. to the kid that every single day shows up. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna give him all the cheat codes, everything, <laughs> everything. So that's where I'm at right now with that. Um, I'm 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 very uh. When it comes to stuff like this, just because I'm going through this process for the first time, I want to make sure that it's right. right. For, not just for MJ, for all my players. Because I got some young, up-and-coming killers, too. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to them. They know who they are. Nice. So my thing is, like, 
we are MJ's leading by example. I'm I'm trying to make sure that you guys are taking the right path. Just if you're about that life, then be be about that life. Simple as that. So then let's talk, you know, Myron, I want to talk about your story a little bit because uh, uh, Mark was telling me something about it, about, um, you know, you, you were with Rampage or your plan was to be with Rampage this past yeah. season before COVID hit, correct? Yeah. Right. But I know um, I know you had interest from other AAU programs, correct? Yeah. Um, uh, which, which program or what program or programs had maybe approached you or talked to uh, Team Lake Show. Lake did. Show. They, they got in contact with me. Okay. Um, it was hard, the decision, because it was like, because um, I knew Lake Show was sponsored. They were, They're they, on they the were, Adidas, they were, right? Yeah. They're yeah, Adidas, Adidas, right? Yeah. And then I think, I, the seen them. I think the gold gauntlet, correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, just want to make sure I got that right. And I've seen them at previous tournaments. They, they go to, I mean, it's promising. Like, they really go to... Yeah, they put you on the platform. They're, they're not, they're not a bad program. I've I've had a lot of good experience with them. One of the coaches at Lake Show, Benny Gibson, is a good buddy of mine. He actually, let me get, let me make sure I give uh, a splash to Benny for that one because he actually trains my son in Oakland. Oh, so, yeah, okay. He, he trains my son. <laughs> so yeah, you know, I uh, appreciate you, Benny, and all the work you do. But no, keep going. And then with Rampage, you know, that was I just built a bond with them the year, so I was looking forward to the next year with them. And we were just up and coming team where we were getting there. We were just not at that point yet. But we that was our goal though to get to those to those big time AAU teams to get sponsored this and that. And that decision I chose Rampage. Um, you know, just not out of loyalty, but because I knew I would. I felt at the time I would develop faster and quicker with who I was running with at the time, and that my game would be shown more with them. Than being with Lake Show because at the same time that past year that past AU season with Rampage I didn't dominate every single game where I showed everybody that I was the best and you know on the court or in the tournament or that so that's why I felt um, that I did need that extra year with them just to develop and just to, uh and I knew we were going to get ex exposure even then because of how talented and young we were so there was no question that um, that even with Rampage it wouldn't be it was it was just a win win situation. It was just what situation was better, and even then with kids who have you know hard decisions with that, I just feel like if you're not dominating with that AU team that you're with and the tournaments that you're in, then what's there to change about? You know, unless you're truly dominating that team in that uh, tournament or every anything that you're doing with them, then you shouldn't move up. You know, yeah, That's a no, good point. And I get it. And I mean, um, you know. I, it's always interesting for you players and I guess getting a player's perspective because as a coach, I don't like to put pressure on players. I don't like making them have to choose programs if I can avoid it. But, you know, like for the most part, I'm always trying to, uh, you know, do the right things or, or make sure these these things happen. Sorry about that, y'all. Having technical difficulties. Technical some, difficulties. Some dumbasses knocking on my studio door. What? What the hell was that? What the <laughs> hell? The fuck was that? Like, goddamn! And he kept knocking, motherfucker. Like the like, police? Like, no, motherfucker. What the hell? Whatever. Sorry about that, y'all. You know, running a goddamn business here. But um, getting back to what I was trying to say is no. Um, I think uh, uh, you know you do have to. There is give and take, and, and it sucks. I never want to put pressure on a player. I never want them to feel like, 
like you have to choose between me and another program. But as a coach, you do have to acknowledge when players are, have grown past your program. Um, I had a kid, uh, it, uh, Malik Rose um, and Jack Andre and a whole bunch of other kids who this is what I think. I don't believe in moving laterally. Like, I'm going to talk shit if a kid moves laterally. What I mean by that is if you're going to go from my program to a program like PHPS, uh, Matt Barnes Elite, um, I don't know, Rose City or whatever, to me that's lateral. You know, not to say they're bad programs, but to mm -hmm. me I don't think they're above mine. They're not mm -hmm. putting you on a platform that I easily couldn't do myself. On top of the fact, let me, make just, let me just make this clear in case for those who don't know or don't know me. Okay, um... I pretty much have contacts in every single part of California going down to the Midwest. I have a lot of college contacts. I know a lot of college coaches. I mean, literally, I know the coach. I mean, and I don't mean I know them. Like, I mean, I have their personal cell phone numbers and can shoot them a text damn near any time. You know, Holy Names, Cal State East Bay, Chico State, Dominican, BYU, you know, Cal State Fullerton, Cal Poly, you know, Stanislaus State. You take your pick. I know the colleges. I know the people. I know the people to get in touch with. So my players have a very big track record of making it to college. However, I do acknowledge that these shoe companies put them on a, pro, on a platform that I can't. And because of that, for like my nephew Anthony, you know, I partner with these guys like West Coast Elite who are on the Under Armour circuit. And I, Anthony plays for their top 16U national travel team, nice. right, who's backed by a billionaire, by the way. Um, he plays with them and he plays for me. You know what I mean? I know the mm -hmm. head EYBL coach for the Oakland Soldiers, Marshall Collins. You know, big shout-out to Marshall. That's my guy. He's the uh, head coach at Alameda College. Um, he, um, uh, I send players his way. You know, I've, broke, I've tried to broker players with him. Um, I recognize when I have kids, like I said, like a Malik Rose, who, who have grown past me. And I, what I mean by me is not my ability to coach, not my ability to teach, but the platform that mm -hmm. I can provide, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. I can't put them in front of Duke. I can't put them in front of uh, Kentucky, Syracuse. I, don't, I can't. I could put you in front of Sac State. I could put you in front of Chico. I could put you in, you know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. levels to it, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't get to that top level. But I'll broker and push through for the other kids. Um, my brother jokingly says all the time um, because his um, – my, uh, my brother in Portland has his own program, International Elite. He says all the time, he says, you're the only coach that has circuit teams that's not on the circuit. He says <laughs> all the time. He says, all your teams belong on the circuit. Yeah. You just aren't there. And a big part of the reason is I'm not going to pay fifteen to $20,000 to mm -hmm. any of you goddamn juice shoe companies mm -hmm. to get on your circuit. Because basically all that happens is once I get on your circuit, you're just going to try to take all my most talented kids. So <laughs> why am I even going to shoot myself in the foot? Yeah. So what I tell my kids is I said, one of you motherfuckers need to become a top ESPN 100 and then we'll be on a circuit. So I put the pressure on <laughs> them. Right. I'm not going to put it on me. Yeah. I've learned that, you know, my program is what it is. We're good at what we do. And we get a lot more kids to college than not. So I'm not going to um, I'm not going to try to stress about getting to that top tier level. But again, for coaches out there, um, you got to be willing to let go. You got to be OK with just watching the success and being on the sideline and not necessarily being directly in the midst of it doesn't mean you weren't a part of it doesn't even mean you weren't a big part of it but you got to be willing to let it go you got to be saying you know what i've done my job i've done my part he or she is ready that's enough for me right because yeah. like you said mark the product speaks for itself yep and i feel the exact same way so you know no disrespect again 
to any of the coaches and the work that you do, the the legit coaches, not the fucking recruiters that just basically, you know, try to recruit every top talented kid instead of actually coaching. Yeah. I mean, for the guys who invest. And develop. Right. Like, you guys are doing a phenomenal job. You are great people. You are doing great things. However, you do have to understand there is a ceiling to what we can do personally. If you are one of the top shoe company coaches, then you're in a good spot. You ain't, you ain't got much to worry about. Yeah. But if you're not one of those, which is probably like 98% of the rest of AAU, you got to be okay with letting your players go. And just know or hope that they remember all the work and things you've done. And if they don't, that's on them. That's a character flaw of them. That's not, that's not on you. It's not a reflection on you. So, you know, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about that as well. So Preach. You know, that, 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 that's about it. So um, we're going to go into, uh, you know, the more funny aspects of AAU. Because, again, had another weekend at courtside. As uh, Ted would say, I win everything. So, you know, <laughs> he, he uh, that, that that's more for you, Ted. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and throw a splash your way, bro, because hey. I know uh, – you love talking shit about how I win everything and coach everything and got the tallest teams and all that. But, yeah, my team's won a lot this weekend. <laughs> my my 16-year one, my 7th grade one, my 5th grade one. My 5th grade played amazing, by the way. Mm. I was so proud of them. They were okay, out there. Okay. They're my itty-bitties, man. You got you to gotta watch got, them play yeah, one day, bro. Yeah. It's, it's funny watching yeah. them play. But they worked hard. We beat uh, – uh, Peyton's place. Uh, that's Gary Peyton's program. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're a great program. Uh, great teams. They were very tough, very tenacious. Uh, they really had to make my guys uh, work for it. Uh, we only won by three. Um, so, you know, definitely um, wow. shout out to you guys uh, uh, and your coaches because I think you guys did a phenomenal job. But, you know, like I said, moving, moving on into our next segment, we're going to go, you know, into – Hell no. Right? You know, uh, and, and funny enough, it's about my nephew, Anthony. So, you know, we're going to talk it again. Hell no. Oh, my mama, your ass is <laughs> stupid as hell and needs to make some right decisions. So, what happened this weekend was my nephew decided to get into a fist fight Damn. at the tournament. Uh-oh. Yeah. You Uh-oh. know. And, and, <laughs> and I'll give you guys the quick version because, like I said, don't want to drag on, but basically... Got into a jump ball. He he. And so you guys understand. My nephew's like six seven. You know, he's a bigger kid, right? He he picks the kid up off the ground because the kid won't let go of the ball and throws him on the ground. Oh, he then stands shit. over him, flexing Damn. his skinny ass muscles like he's buff <laughs> or something. Like, dude, you ain't. What are you one eighty five? Like whatever. But he stands over him, right, flexing the skinny muscles, and uh, then one of the kids from Peyton's place shoves the shit out of him from the back Ooh. like get off my player shoves him at that point he then turns around and i mean haymakers are flying they start punching they start Ooh. i'm not coaching this yeah by the way i'm just spectating he's playing for another team so then i run on the court i have to get a parent uh you know push a parent out the way push another parent hold a player and then finally get to my nephew pick him up off the ground you know i'm six five he's six yeah. seven so i literally have to pick his skinny ass up off the ground and hold him throw his ass on the other court and i'm calm him down and i'm like you are dumb as hell right now. Like, what if this would have been a showcase? What if Man. this would have been colleges in front of yeah. you, right? You guys know the impact of that. Like, yeah. And I get it. In basketball culture, fists go flying sometimes. I yeah. get it, man. But um, you got to do better than that. But the best part is, the the the, the bright side of this story, um, we resolved it pretty cool. Uh, we got the players that he got into it with. 
um, and 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 got my nephew, and we got them to shake hands and just talk okay. and you know up. show each other love. Because the biggest reason, even more so, that for me in this day and age, we're dealing with COVID, we're dealing with police brutality, yeah. we're dealing with you know hashtag Me Too, uh, we're dealing with you know Black Lives Matter, we're, we're dealing with a lot of shit right now. That's just the reality of it, and I'm all about teachable moments and. I thought that was a very teachable moment, especially because these were some young black kids from the Bay. My nephews, you know, young black kid, and I'm all for teaching and, and trying to do things the right way. You know, so I made them shake hands. Um, they seemed cool after that. Everything was good after that. Okay. But even still, Anthony, uh, you were stupid as hell for, <laughs> for getting into a fist fight. Because again, that's a college showcase. You ain't getting not one goddamn scholarship. Damn. Damn. <laughs> so that that's one piece of it. The other piece, which I'm sure you two can actually jump in on more than this. So this week, for my fifth grade games this morning, I had to deal with a parent talking to my 11-year-old, calling him soft. Uh, yeah, I had a parent friend. This is why. This is why that. Exactly. This is why I say parents are fucking assholes, right? Parents in AAU are just they, what what says like passionate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't call it that. Like I call it, you're a jerk. You're an asshole, and you probably didn't play much hoop yourself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, um, my kids are playing. They're balling competitive game. He starts saying, "Man, they're soft. They're soft. Like they, you know, they soft as shit. They can't do wow. nothing." Can I'm saying you're a grown man talking about eleven year old, eleven year old. I wish I would have got the guy's name. I put his ass on blast right now, but I didn't get his name. But I'm telling you, Peyton's place. If you if you, if you hear me on this, if your fifth grade coach hear me on this, get that guy out your crowd. He, he's giving y'all a bad look. That's a guy you don't need to be a half coming at the game. Have you guys ever seen some or uh, experienced? Well, for you, maybe experienced some parents that were way too out of pocket with the stuff uh, they were saying. Yeah, I remember when <laughs> we was younger uh, playing on Cali Stars, just because we played so hard and physical, because yeah. we wanted to win so bad. There'd be some parents, you know, talking about us, you know, you know, just we're some young black kids just trying to win, you know, trying to, you know, make a name for ourselves. So some parents here and there would say something uh, and our, you know, our parents would get fired up, you know, go back at them. But people, parents got to understand, you know, even with kids today and even with NBA players, we're human, mm -hmm. you know, and kids, we're kids, we're you know, especially when you're younger, you you probably don't even really think about college or NBA at the time. You playing because you love the game; it's for fun. And yep. yeah, on the court, uh, you you just want to win. And at the same time, you know, after after the game, you can shake hands, you can laugh, this and that. And it's it's, it's hard to enjoy the game when people come at you at a different, you know, with an attitude or say this and that. You know, because there's plenty of times, even as high school this year. Uh, there are plenty of times where, you know, I, I love the game very much. So if anybody were to, you know, say something about this or try to take something out of the game from me, I'd be, you know, it could hurt me, make me feel some type of way, make me, maybe I can get down on myself for it. Right. And yeah. we just got to, people got to understand we are humans. We play this game because we love it, not just for the money or the fame that comes with it. We love the game. We love the hell out the game. And uh, you just got to understand because what if we went to your job and said something about your job? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> it's just because we have a bigger platform, though, and everybody watches us. But, yeah, parents just got to understand. And even if you're speaking to your own child, be, you know, you can say some stuff, but be respectful about it. Know that's your son. That's your kid at the end of the day and that they just doing their best. You know, all the kids on the court trying to do their best. So. Yeah, people just got to chill with what they say and make sure and just watch the words that they say. You ever uh, 
You ever, gotten, you ever gotten to a, a, a fight, Mark? Well, I got, on the I got, court? I got. So, well, first of all, I'll get to that. <laughs> but yesterday, yesterday when I was filming you, I saw there was some parents in that last game that you guys lost in. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. was, you know, I don't know, I forgot what he said, but he was saying something. Right. Uh, I think it was the dad of number twenty who was killing. Mm -hmm. But he was saying something to 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 the kid, one of your kids that was guarding number twenty, because I was on the sideline filming, yeah. and I heard him say, I forgot what he said. But I can tell it was number two. Number two was guarding number Jayden. twenty. Yep, Jayden. Yeah, and then yep. he said I couldn't really hear what he said, but I can tell it affected because you guys were picking up full court. Yeah, yeah. And and whatever his the dad said, it kind of affected him to where you know number twenty blew by him. Yeah. Because you know he heard him. He was right. like, like, like who is this? Like, right, like, right, you know? right. And then boom, he went by. I don't know what he said, but. I'm assuming, because like I said, you do this a lot. That has to happen a lot. <laughs> yeah. Where some oh, yeah. of these crazy parents are just like talking shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To talking kinda, to these kids. Yeah. Like you can't do that. Like, yeah. like let, let them just play. But for, okay. So let me give you a quick story. It'll just be real quick. <laughs> so this was at a pro-am. I remember this was at a pro-am when I was, you know, trying to go overseas. Right, this is right, in right, Vegas. Right. This is in Vegas. I remember. And. I was, we were playing against a bunch of Samoans. So you already know where this is about to go to. <laughs> Big strong You know what I'm saying? So I remember, yes, I remember we were playing against them. We were, we were winning. My squad was winning. And uh, it was kind of kind of similar to what happened to Anthony where one of my teammates got thrown on the ground mm -hmm. instinctively, right? I run up. I push the dude, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, get, get off of him. Right. And the next thing you know it, you know what I'm saying, help comes. And it wasn't it wasn't the teammate. It wasn't a teammate. It was somebody from the stands. Oh wow! It was a parent See. or somebody. Lady See. came out through a slipper, and then the <laughs> next thing the next thing you know it, everybody was on the court. I remember my older brother. I was cornered. My older brother comes in, comes help. Like it was a crazy. And this was in Vegas. It was a crazy. This, this wasn't high school kids. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying. I guess people just get really intense when it comes to the game, yeah. you know? Or they're just sore losers, too. Yeah, I don't know. Well, so so that I, was pretty crazy. Well, again, for all these parents that act out of pocket, you know, and talking to other people's kids, all I can say is, Hell no. You hella whack <laughs> on my mama. <laughs> but, you know, uh, That's that, that, that you know, that, and that happens, man. It's just, it's just you brush it off, you deal with it, and you go with what it is because, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, Basically, I'm not a big fan of um, parents, uh, you know, doing too much like that. I mean, you you want support, but you don't want your parents uh, being destructive to other kids. Yeah. So, you know, let, let, let's talk about uh, not a good fit. Okay, so this weekend for me, uh, for my not a good fit, right? Had a... Had a parent who said he wants his kid to stop training with me because he couldn't be on any of my elite teams. Um, let me make this clear where I think it's not a good fit where I'm your trainer. Uh, do not use my training as some type of means for your kid to get on my team. Because I've literally cut kids who've come to my tryouts while they've trained with me. Because again, trainer Chris and coach Chris are not the same fucking person. Okay, let me make that very clear. Okay, uh, trainer is supposed to light a fire uh, uh, within you. Uh, coach is supposed to light a fire under you. Okay, let me make that clear. So when you think you can use training as a means to manipulate yourself onto my team, you're going to be in for a, a, a rude awakening because I'm not about that. I'm definitely not about that. If your kid's good enough, if they're performing at a high level, they belong on the teams uh, or on the teams that they deserve to be on. 
the level of play is determined by your child. It's not determined by, you know, we don't like them. There's politics. That's all bullshit. If your kid can ball, he will ball. And also we try to put them in places where they can grow. So again, don't come at me about my training like that because as I always say, it's just not a good fit, right? So uh, any uh, any additional things we need to talk about today? Or I think I think we got a good amount of stuff. Yeah, uh, I think we're good. Plan. Yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, again, you know, Myron, thanks for being here. Yeah, uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. No, no problem. Um, hopefully, you had fun and enjoyed it. And yeah, <laughs> like I said, again, you're you're our first player guest. So you know, yeah. that, that's this is a thing. You know, we're gonna keep trying to evolve and grow. Yeah. Uh, next episode, uh, we should have DT. My boy Darian Towns uh, played pro for about 12 years. High-level D1 athlete, played on AAU programs with uh, Tyson Chandler and, um, gosh, I forgot, somebody else. I, I can't think. It was a couple of NBA guys. But um, he has some great stories, great motivational stuff. He's a big man. So for you guys who are bigs, you, you should definitely hear this guy out. He's 6'10", 6'11", uh, played pro, you know, uh, and made a substantial amount of money. Uh, he played overseas. Um, had opportunities to potentially uh, do the D League and stuff like that, but he was like, "Nah, fuck that. I'm going where the money is." So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mad at him for that. Um, you know, Myron. I hope, uh, like I said, I, I Mark knows you more than me, but uh, my overall, you seem like a well-rounded young man. You seem like you got your shit together. You got a clear focus. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. I just want you to be successful and and, and be happy with your journey. Mark, you got a, any additional Uh, We back to work 6 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, again, we appreciate everybody and uh, everybody supporting the program, supporting the podcast. You know, like I said, I'm seeing more and more people are listening all over the place. Shit, even getting some uh worldwide hey, look so you know okay, happy so. about that yeah man um okay. you know please uh again like share comment uh people have been reaching out telling me what we're doing good what we're doing bad you know giving me different topics to talk about and you know shit i again we don't do this because we trying to be famous we do this because we just want to get a voice we want to get a voice to the young people we want to give a voice for coaches and trainers and we want to just have a real conversation about what's going on in this basketball world because again you know we're all about that life um uh go ahead and make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel uh follow us on ig um you know you got uh, mark with ggt uh you got me with phoenix fitness 24 7 uh follow us support us you know what i mean uh we appreciate everybody who is willing to come on the show because I, as far as I've been seeing, I've been having a lot of people reach out that want to speak their story, speak their truth. And I'm very happy to see that. Um, I hope everybody else has a great and blessed day and uh, we're out.